1: and welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope. Never Ever Give Up Hope is about a show of people who have done just that. They never gave up, no matter what. Every single one of my guests have survived incredible circumstances of one form or another. And as a result, they have a passion. A passion to help others who may be going through something similar. And that's what life is really all about. And that's what triggered this show in its early beginnings to share stories of people who have had experiences that could help somebody else. Now, some of my guests have overcome extreme poverty and they actually ended up becoming multimillionaires. Some have overcome a variety of forms of abuse Some have overcome serious depression or disease or addictions, and they are now living free from that fear or that pain, and so it's exciting. I love hearing the stories of my guests. Every single one of them has been a winner and a victor, and this is, you couldn't ask for better guests so i thank each one of them and also we wouldn't have a show if we didn't have listeners and so i thank each of you my listeners for your loyalty for your support for your feedback thank you so much and if you know of someone who has a story that they might want to share on never ever give up hope have them contact me we are now heard in over 140 countries So that message is loud and clear. This world needs hope. Many circumstances, many people that live in these hopeless circumstances need hope. And so we thank you for listening and for your support. With me today, I have Kathy Dockett. Kathy is a single mom. She has one son. And she's currently working as a medical assistant, a nurse. Her passion, though, is writing. And she has authored two books, which we're going to talk about a little later in the show. And she loves to write about maybe things that people don't don't write that often about. And that is what's going on in our world, for one, but also identity crisis and both of these actually are hot topics and they're crucial topics and so we're going to introduce Kathy to you now give her a warm welcome because I know she's going to share some insight and secrets that are going to benefit us all Hi Kathy!
2: Hi, how are you this afternoon?
1: I'm doing wonderful Kathy and I'm glad we had a few technical difficulties but I think we've got them worked out and that's always a good thing, right?
2: Yes (laughs)
1: So before we talk about your books, what I'd like you to do is talk about your battle that you had with depression and schizophrenia. Because depression, as I mentioned earlier, is always a hot topic. And especially in, in news of, of just recent, there's you know people who are committing suicide, people that you never would expect to, and a lot of this stems from serious depression that possibly we don't even know about. So, now something happened in your life that you believe triggered a severe depression and you ended up actually having a nervous breakdown.
2: So why don't you start from the
1: beginning and tell us that story.
2: Okay, uh, this happened, well, first of all, when I was little, um, I noticed that uh, my mother was sick, but I didn't realize what it was. Um... At about the age of thirteen uh come to know and uh that she had cancer it it she had it when I was small, but she went into remission and then it returned when I was like about thirteen years old and that's when i but really when I was twelve I found out that she had cancer because she kept the secret from me for for some years um really. And then as it because she didn't she didn't want me to worry about her right, right. and um it went on until she started to get uh really really sick back in um uh, nineteen eighty five I still remember the date it was january nineteenth nineteen eighty six um she uh lost her battle with cancer that set me into a um uh, really um deep depression i i didn't know you know what i was going to do i didn't know how i was going to make it or you know from there was i was only 16 years old
1: and let me just interrupt you for one second here but also when you when you had faith and you were you know you were believing that she was going to be okay that also has to kind of knock you off your feet doesn't it
2: yes it does
1: yes that would be part and parcel to the depression that you were experiencing
2: Yes, okay, so go ahead and um and and while doing the let me back up a little bit during the time that she was sick, I had issues with going to school while I was out of school a lot um sometimes I was out of school to to uh take care of her, oh, okay. but other times i I just didn't go because I don't know is it because of the situation I was in or whatever, but I missed a lot of school. So, um, I was out of school when she passed, so after she passed, I I went back to school. Okay. And um, it was just so overwhelming to me that I had to stop again. I dropped out of school again. Are you talking about high school now or college? Yeah, high school, okay. yes.
1: Okay.
2: And um, when, when she passed, um, I went to go and stay with my dad. Um, he was remarried. And I went to go and stay with him. Um, During that time, I had to be hospitalized uh, because of depression, Um, and because I just didn't, you know, know what to do. It was just, even though I knew that eventually, um, maybe, you know, I was prepared for, you know, if she did lose her battle with cancer, but I just didn't know what the after effects would be. Right and so i was just so deeply depressed so i was in the hospital for about two weeks i got out i um went back to my dad and um the reason why i stayed with my dad because he really wanted me to to stay with him and you know i didn't want to hurt him so um after a little while you know i started back in school and everything um but eventually, you know, I dropped out again, and, um, so, after then, I, I moved in with my sister, and I, I stayed with my sister until, um, I was in my, my, um, I would say my late 20s, because I didn't, like, getting on my own, I was, I was scared, um, I didn't, You know really know what to expect and i just got a you know accustomed accustomed to you know being around a family member and um but throughout throughout the years i was staying with her i was you know in and out of the hospital uh for depression and um while i was going to see my psychiatrist she i was describing to her the things that were going on with me and she diagnosed me not only with depression but with schizophrenia oh really yes and um how did that make
1: you feel did that scare you
2: no it didn't it didn't scare me i was just looking for an answer as to why things were going on with me as they were so um the schizophrenia uh went on um I had gotten to a point where um, I didn't want to um, be around people where I wanted to lay around. My sister would tell me to, you know, get up and, you know, clean up or or do something, you know, or things like that. Uh, Because I wasn't in school. And, you know, um, there were times when the family would gather around the TV to uh, look at television. They would all sit together, but I would sit like far off you know from them um i just didn't want to be um around any anybody at the moment and um it went on and on so eventually i um i came out of that and um this this may sound crazy but i was to the point as to where i um when i went to sleep at night um I didn't really want to uh, sleep with anybody because I was afraid of, you know, I would say something, you know, uh, out of the ordinary, you know, of talking in my sleep, even though I didn't know whether or not I talked in my sleep. So, but, in other uh,
1: words, you were living in a lot of fear. Yeah, I was.
2: And fear can, it can grip you, it can. It, it is, it It
1: can, can change you, it can control you. Yeah, so I think that there are a lot of people That actually struggle with this So continue, go ahead
2: Yes, I was living in fear And it was also part of the Me diagnosed with uh, schizophrenia Um So um, As time went on Um In in, uh, 2000 Um you know uh, I, I got my I went to school for medical assistant in 1995 graduated with that with honors and um, worked um, in bed for about four years I was still staying with my sister um, then in 2000 I moved back in with my dad because I was um, things weren't going right so I moved back in with my dad uh, just so until I can get on my feet so I stayed with him on on some issues. While I was staying with him, me and, my, me and my stepmother didn't see eye to eye. So um, eventually, um, I was blessed with uh, my very first place. And um, cause it, and and the, the, let me back up the the type of well. Let, let me let me go on. Then I explain later. Um, and time went on, and. Um, me staying by myself then in um, I'm going to say December of um, 2001 I um, became pregnant Uh, this was my first child I was about uh, 32 years old Um, so went on with that Um, eventually I had to uh, move out of the place because I wasn't working because I was off on uh, maternity leave so I couldn't pay the rent or the bills or anything and um so I moved in with my brother for the meantime and then um my sister uh, who stays in Louisiana was calling me wanted me to come and stay with her cause they died you know the schizophrenia and the type of uh schizophrenia I I did have it was uh called differentiated and what that means is that You can um, um, still live out on your own, you know, take care of your expenses, uh, manage things, um, and still be able to uh, deal with the public. Eventually, I came out of that mode of of, or episode of not wanting to be around people. I came out of that. So that's what differentiated me. Now, the, you know, with the other type of schizophrenia, those are those people that they can't live on their own. They can't manage things. They 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 live in another world. So um, that that was um, what I was diagnosed with. Then also, let me back up and say that during the time um, when I was uh, living with my other sister. Um, the last time I was hospitalized was September of 1996. That's when I, the, 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 the pressure, you know, of having all of that, you know, bore down on me and I had a nervous breakdown. Uh, after I was diagnosed with schizophrenia, uh, well, let, let me back up. Um, first of all, when I was receiving treatment the first time, the doctor that I was seeing, didn't give me a diagnosis at all. She didn't tell me what was going on with me. Okay. But she told me I was going to be on medication and that I would probably be on it for the rest of my life.
1: Okay.
2: And really- uh go ahead. Did that scare you then? Um no it didn't, but I knew that um when she told me that I was going to be on the medicine for the rest of my life, I said I said, no, I'm not. I said, eventually, um, this medicine, I will um, eventually get off this medicine. Uh-oh.
1: So what did, what did you do then? You, um, how did it affect your life after the diagnosis?
2: Um, well, I didn't find out I was diagnosed with schizophrenia until, well, when I was receiving treatment the first time, it was between 1986 and 1992 okay um the last time i received treatment was like 1996 and uh it was during that time that my therapist told me that i was diagnosed with differentiated uh schizophrenia okay. and what differentiated means is that you're able to um, let's say for instance uh you're able to manage a household of uh, you're in the, your right mind you're able to uh take care of your children you're able to go around people, different places, as versus as two versus of uh, the other type of schizophrenia, as to where you're not able to do any of those things. You're just in your own world. During the time when I was diagnosed with schizophrenia, I had uh, various fears, and that kind of you know um, set me back. Well, and how did it affect your relationships with, say, your family members? Um, they they knew um, what was going on with me, but um, they still gave me the uh, support and um, they gave me the love and they you know treated me you know as if I was one of them. Okay, well uh, during this time of me dealing with uh, schizophrenia and depression, um, I was shifted to different family members. My father, my my sister and sisters and uh, my brother and um because of the simple fact of me um trying to get myself prepared and ready to um move out on my own because that was one of my fears was moving out on my own right of
1: course
2: and um but i finally got the the courage and said you know I I have to move out on my own, I have to get my own place, I have to be independent, and so uh, that's what I did. And how did
1: that make you feel? Because I know there's people that are probably, you know, in that similar situation and maybe very fearful, but when you actually stepped out of your comfort zone, did that give you strength?
2: Yes, it did, and it gave me confidence, too, that I can make it on my own, and it also gave, gave me a sense of freedom, also.
1: Did these experiences contribute to the books that you wrote, or was that totally separate? And did you always want to be a writer? Like, share with us a little bit about
2: that. Um, I started writing, well, uh, throughout my life, I would write, you know, poems, you know, um, just write poems. But in 1996, after I had uh, the nervous breakdown, I started writing writing you know poems about God you know they were just strictly dealing with God um, just God only I had some that even uh, said um, had in there about what I was going through in life and how God delivered me from those things and um, but I always said that I could only write a poem I could I would probably not that talented to uh, write a book um, so and I started um it was like the late 2000s I started I said, let me try and write a book because if I can write poetry, I could probably do a book. so right. I started I started writing uh on paper different things and but I never did get it would get it published. Uh, I never took the time out to. Until um, in 2013, um, God had uh, uh, spoken to me and told me, you know, to start writing books. And that's when I came upon my my first book, which is talking about uh, the identity crisis and what I've been through um, in dealing with society. Yes, uh, the name of the book. Uh, it was published in 2015 I self published it myself it is called Exceptional Worth uh, Understand Your Worth and um, God and what it's talking about is you can't let other people um, say or um, what type of person you should be or you can't let them what I call brand you and say you're this such and such person or you're that such and such person or you should be like this and you should be like that because if we let people um, tell us uh, if we live by our identity and, and base our worth on what people say we're not going to live a happy life uh, we have to we have to discover that in God that's what we have to do that is called the, uh, the forgettable through Jeremiah and that is uh talking about uh today's society how it relates to um the israelites back in jeremiah day and it's talking about talking about you know um current events and 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 what could possibly happen in the future all the things that um that are going on in the world um how uh society is living how uh Society has separated itself from God and um, living by uh, its own free will. And um, God is a, a, loving, a loving God, and he, he wants us to come to him and live with him and live for him. And he also wants us to share him with other people as well. And that's basically
1: what you're doing through the book on Jeremiah. Yes. Well, you're right. Because I, I agree with you because I think many people see God as this mean old judge, you know, instead of a loving father. And I think that that's what you're trying to get the message that you're trying to, to share here. Yes. Well, I really appreciate, Kathy, you sharing your story i mean it was in a very simple yet profound way that no matter what you are going through you know the trials that we go through in life and and we look at other people and we wonder why sometimes their lives may be easier than ours but we have we have lessons to learn and when we come through you know those those trials and those issues and those problems and and those diagnoses then we can learn from that and help somebody else. And I think this is what you have done by wanting to write the books to help other people who may be able to relate. Would you say that that is pretty well a um, a synopsis of why you wrote and why you're doing what you're doing?
2: Yes. Um, I just want to say that uh, the many people who are going through different um things that have um caused them to be broken um to be weighed down and burdened and uh they feel hopeless and i just want them to know that there is hope there there is love and um there is a way out And and that's through uh jesus christ uh they no longer have to live they don't have to live this way you know like that um and they should be living a joyous life um, instead of being sad and depressed, because that in itself is is like mind wrenching. It's it's uh, unbearable. It gets unbearable at times, and people don't need that in their life. They they need to be need to be happy. I'll take
1: that up. Okay. Well, you are certainly a perfect example of somebody who has gone through serious depression and schizophrenia which could really terrify people and yet even though I asked you a couple different times it didn't cause you to fear because you knew that God was going to get you through it Yes, and that you turned uh, into becoming an author and was able which is huge and I applaud you for that and to be able to write not just one but two books with wanting again to help others and so I thank you for sharing that we're certainly going to promote you know your interview and your book so that people who uh, maybe in the same situation can relate with you and listen to your story share your story and that's what it's all about that's the bottom line yes okay
2: well thank you Kathy you are an absolute sweetheart thank you so much the pleasure was all mine